right, so um, I'm going to have uh, our sister Estelle. I want you to start us off. <laughs> Let's all just welcome Estelle. You know what? I'm giving you the blessing of being able to go first. Yeah. <laughs> and relax the rest of the time. Obviously, um, I come from University of Georgia, down south. No one, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, okay. Is that enough information about my? <laughs> I, I can't give out my phone number or anything, so, so because yeah. No, I'm just joking. I was joking. Anyway, uh, but that doesn't come from God, so I'm good. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I guess uh, before leaving for Korea, there's two things that I knew, um, I was sure of. One was that God was definitely bringing me to Korea for a reason. And two, that God was going to change me in some way. Um, especially, but then what I didn't expect was just how much I would be transformed and renewed by being here um, so far. <laughs> Um, so basically, like I came out, I came to Korea extremely stressed out and exhausted. Um, back at home, me being stressed out and tired was considered to be normal to begin with, but I n- never felt so burdened and weighed down um, by my worries and responsibilities for my family to this extent before. Um, I've always served my family since I was young, so um, it's just kept building up as the years went on, but. Um, I guess I worried about who would translate for my grandparents, you know, at the hospitals, or you know, who would help get them around and you know do chores, or help my mom at work, or you know, who would even you know keep the peace between my brother and my dad, or you know, just whoever. Especially with my grandfather who suffered a heart attack and multiple strokes a month before I came out here, um, before I left the states, I was really afraid that he might pass away without me being there with him, um, because both my grandparents live with me. So, um, and my grandmother didn't have the best health either, and no offense to my brother, <laughs> but I didn't really know if he could take care of my grandparents that well, because he was just kind of doing his own thing, playing computer games. I love my brother though, so don't get wrong, don't get me wrong on that, but um, I guess last semester, the semester before I came out here with my campus ministry back at home, um, we had a retreat, and um, through one of the brothers, he actually knows um, some YWAM, peop- YAM people. YWAM people. He um, showed me a Bible passage that he felt that God was trying to speak to me, and it was basically Luke 10:38 to 42. Um, it's basically about how when Jesus went to the home of Mary and Martha, and um, you know while Mary was sitting by Jesus' feet, you know listening attentively, and you know just really being eager to hear what he had to say. You know Martha was kind of in the background, trying to, you know, trying to, like, running around, fussing around, trying to get things ready and whatever. Um, but, you know, she got frustrated, and she went to Jesus, and she was like, yo, Jesus, <laughs> uh, Mary's not doing anything. You know, like, go tell her to help me out. Um, but Jesus replied, um, you know, Mary's doing the right thing. She's exemplifying the right attitude. You know, she's possessing an attitude of worship and meditation, and, you know, she's just listening with an open heart and open mind. And, you know, you're worrying too much, Martha. <laughs> you're worrying too much about the wrong things. Um, and obviously, I was like Martha. 
but I wanted to be like Mary, but I couldn't and really didn't know how to truly let go of my burdens and my worries. Um, no matter how many times I would give up my burdens to God, it felt like I never gave up anything at all, and then the cycle would start again and again, and you know, I never felt any lasting peace. And coming to Korea, I was close to having a breakdown um, from all the pressure just building up inside of me, you know, just about my worries for my family, especially. But one thing I have learned is that God will not relent until he has all of you. <laughs> you know, he will not give up. He will keep going after you. And without me realizing it, he was step by step, just, you know, steadily breaking me down and rebuilding me up again. Um, it was definitely preparing me while I was back at home with my grandfather being sick because I almost didn't come out to Korea um, because I was so worried that he might pass away. I was, I was, con I actually bought my ticket a week before I came out here. So I almost didn't come, but um, I realized that God was giving me that time to really spend time with my family and, you know, just to really be a blessing and to pray even harder and that God was really just pushing me to go to Korea. Because even with all my study abroad forms, I turned it, it, I turned all of them in late, but somehow they all got accepted. So <laughs> I was like, okay, God, I guess I'm going. Um, so, you know, just, God just kept affirming things even before I came out here that I was meant to be here. Um, yeah, and then I guess Emmaus came about. <laughs> um, I remember seeing Samo at orientation. I was like, dang, that woman is ghetto. <laughs> no, because like no one speaks ghetto. Like, and I'm from Atlanta. So I was like, yo, like connection. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, um, but I remember getting a flyer too. And then, you know, me and my friends were like, we're so excited. Yeah, we're going out to Emmaus. But the day before classes started, I think that was also when um, the day before May started, me and my roommate got mad sick. Like, and then on that Tuesday, we just spent time. We just spent all night in our dorm, just you know, just resting, just kind of dying quietly. So we were really dying. And then um, we missed the first meeting of Emmaus. And then as the week went on, while my roommate got better, I got worse. You know, I ended up losing my voice. Um, I was coughing a lot. I couldn't really talk. Um, you know, I was just, I was just dying honestly. <laughs> and then, but then for some odd reason during that week, um, I felt this, I, I, I was like, I have to go to this ministry, this campus ministry. I was just pulling this, I was feeling this pull. But the thing, problem was that I lost a flyer. I didn't know the name of the campus ministry. And all I knew was that it was on Tuesday nights somewhere on campus. So <laughs> I was like, I don't know why I'm, I'm feeling this pull, but I got to go look for this. So, you know, I, even though I was sick, I went online I somehow found it. I don't even know, but it was like called something else. It wasn't even called Emmaus. And then that Tuesday, that next Tuesday, me and my roommate were like, we're ready. It's like, let's go. So we had a map and, you know, we're all walking, but then it's raining and then we're lost. <laughs> and then, you know, like we got to this parking garage and my roommate's like, my roommate said that she's like, I'm going to speak the words of the devil, but I think we should go back. And I was like, I was, I looked at her and we went to a bakery before we left, and we had bread, right? And I, I was looking at her, and I was like, yo, I got my bread, I got my food, we're going. <laughs> I don't care if it's raining, we're going. Because we came this far already, if we're going to get lost, at least we'll get, well, at least we'll know more of Korea. <laughs> so we're going, and somehow, you know, we went to the, we went to the Loose Chapel where it is, and then we went into their... Um, we, we saw, we looked through a window, and it's basically like Korean worship. And we're like, I don't think this is it. 
like I think they're you know organs playing and I don't know where we are but you know we're just walking around and I'm like God help me find this place <laughs> and somehow we heard singing you know like English words and we're like okay we got it we got it and we, we just go down this like sketchy stairs it was kind of sketchy and <laughs> it had this little, little yellow arrow that says Emmaus and we're like okay let's go and um you know they welcomed us it was so welcoming when I first came to Emmaus and um even though I was sick even though I didn't really have much of a voice you know I I just gave it all up to God I was like like I don't know even why I just kind of gave it up to him and then um that night I think God really did heal me because after that night I got better until like four days later I, I was like oh, completely healed so um God was definitely bringing me to Emmaus for a reason um but, you know, as the semester went on, God just kept, like I said, he just kept on, like, breaking me, especially when Familia started. Uh, I think it was, like, the second meeting, or it was, like, in the beginning. Um, people, you know, th- my Familia was praying for me, and then um, I started crying. <laughs> uh, my makeup was going <laughs> away. Um, you know, and I remember Samo saying that, or one of the people, Samo, she said that, um, you know, I was, I had lots of luggage on me, and I was thinking, yeah, I, I'm going to have lots of luggage when I go back home, you know? Like, I'm going to bring lots of stuff from Korea. So I was like, yeah, I definitely have lots of luggage. But she was like, no, Estelle, you got, like, mad luggage, like, mad burdens on you. And, you know, Jesus wants to, God wants to take that away from you. And I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> Not the kind of luggage I wanted. But, um, you know, just kept, you know, just the whole semester, like, God was just kept reminding me that he wanted to take my burdens from me. And... You know, I knew that, and that night, I knew that God, He knew all the burdens that I was holding. He knew each and every one of them, and He really, really, really wanted me to release them for to Him, so that He could take care of them, so I can just, you know, rest easy. And, um, you know, I, He kept just, like I said, He just kept revealing my vulnerabilities to the world, and, um, you know, and then Friday fire happened, and completely broke down, you know, screaming, you know, fell. Um, all that shebang. <laughs> and, um, you know, I don't think I've ever cried this much in public before. <laughs> so it was definitely an experience for me because I've never cried this hard. To And so many people saw me crying and, you know, just being this expressive. But, you know, he wasn't just putting a Band-Aid on my, you know, just my current problems like I expected him to do. Instead, he was really just digging deep into my heart. And he was just, you know, really exposing all my insecurities and all the memories I had from um, my childhood where, you know, I had to grow up too quickly as a kid or where I had to, like, try to get my dad out who was, um, he was kind of, he liked to drink a lot when I was young. So I always had to, you know, go into bars or, um, you know, lie to people and be like, oh, I'm sick, you know, we need to go now. Or, um, you know, just dealing with him being drunk or, um, you know, just, you know, going out to work with my mom and just seeing, you know, all these people doing, you know, stealing and, you know, all whatnot, you know, just working from a young age. So, um, you know, he was just exposing it all, all out of me. And even the things I wasn't actively thinking on, like, um, like I used to, well, I kind of still do. I don't really like to look at mirrors, you know, like I don't like to look at myself and admire myself or, you know, I never really thought I was beautiful. So I never try to, I never try to think about it, but God just kept exposing it. He kept bringing it out. He kept bringing it to the center stage. Like, you need to think about this. You need to confront this. If you want me to heal you, then you got to confront it. Because this is the way I'm going to heal you, by you seeing this and seeing me taking it away from you. And, um, 
and especially like my other like just just things like and I also I also felt you know I was really undeserving of having close friends because um, I had a fallout with a lot of friends in high school so um, you know it's just God was just like yo you got to deal with it <laughs> um, so um, I realized that God you know if he if I wanted complete healing from him then he had to literally rebuild me from the inside out literally not just like you know band-aid here you go Estelle go, go off but completely so and it, it, I couldn't do it by myself I had to do it leaning on God I had to give it up all to God I couldn't do anything by myself because it would not last long if at all so um, I think he did this especially during ignition um, when he kept telling me you know that I was beautiful that he found me beautiful that I was the apple of his eyes so I better accept it or else which I eventually did by the end of the retreat, thank God. <laughs> but, you know, I was really, honestly, during that retreat, I was expecting God to just give me physical rest because I was exhausted. But instead of him giving me physical rest, the way he went about it was to give me inner healing and spiritual healing through the seminars and through the messages. And it was just a week or two after the retreat, and I was talking to my mom on the phone when I, I, I felt the full impact of it. I felt peace complete peace for the first time and i was telling my mom about it because i was so like in wonder of it because i've never felt it before i was like i don't even know how to explain it in words it was just so um filling it was so fulfilling for me that peace um and it was uh, my mom she was like oh you know i'm happy for you you know praise god <laughs> you know <laughs> so i was like i was like no mom you have no idea like i felt like for the first time i could stand up straight without being all weighed down by my burdens and, you know, actually see things clearly for the first time around me. It's kind of like, you know, when you're born again and you see the world with new eyes. Um, it's, so I felt like, like, yo, like, the world is pretty cool. <laughs> like, like, whoa, like, look at this. Like, God is like, like, I have nothing on my shoulders. Like, I can just do whatever, you know, because God has it all. And, um, and, you know, I was so excited at that point. And, you know, I, I was like, you know, I'm ready for his next bit. I'm ready for the next thing. You know, God, just give it to me. I'm ready for the next step. And obviously, he doesn't disappoint you. <laughs> um, because, you know, after the semester was over, I'm I was planning to leave right after so I could attend the Christian conference um, in Cali for 40 days. Um, but God, God obviously had better plans for me. So, you know, I was struggling. I was kind of, you know, when Pastor Christian talked about missions and then 21-day fast, and I was like kind of want to do the fast, but I'm not sure. I was, you know, struggling. And then missions, I was like, no, I'm not doing missions. I'm not going to Niagara because I'm going, I'm leaving. Like, I was really stubborn about I'm leaving. So it's good, you know. I'm still going to a Christian conference, so I should be fine. But, um, no, it, yeah, I was totally wrong. <laughs> you know, and especially because I didn't want to stay because if I stayed longer, then, you know, I just had to stay longer. Like, I didn't, you know, I wanted to go back home. Um, I wanted to be with my family. Um, but then, you know, in my struggles, I was starting to backslide into how I was before, where I just kind of bottle up all my emotions and, you know, just just bottle it up and don't release it until I, you know, I break down again. But I guess the um, the turning point came when, while I was in Jeju, um, I was talking with my grandma and my mom, and I was telling them before that, you know, I was thinking about doing the fast um, for the 20-day fast because I felt like God was calling me to do it. And... Um, I was talking with my grandmother, 
and she just kind of attacked me. <laughs> I mean, I, I love and respect both of them as Christians, especially. Um, but she just attacked me. You know, she was like, "Oh, you're joining a cult. What kind of pastor is this?" Um, you know, you're too young. <laughs> you're in school. How can you fast for this long? Um, like, you're, you're insane. You need to come back home now. You need to come back home and take care of your grandparents. You need to come back home and take care of your family. You know, you need to come back. You know, you've, you've, you've played long enough. Now it's time to come back home and face the realities of life. Um, yeah, you can't be joining a cult or anything. Why couldn't you just stay at that? I was attending Sarangegyo at, right, at that time. I was like, why couldn't you attend Sarangegyo and just stay there? Um, at least they're kind of calm and peaceful and tame. And, you know, what are you doing over there in Korea? And, you know, I was, I was really hurt by my grandma when she said. And I remember, like, we had to ride the... Um, I was with Christine, Grace, and Singh, and um, Aaron. And I was riding the bus. And we were going to this hotel, and I was like... I was breaking down. I was crying, and I was trying to hide it from them, so I sat behind them. You know, I was kind of like like this, so they wouldn't see. Um, and I was like, God, I need an answer. If you want me to go on this, if you want me to go against my family, then I need an answer, and I'll do it. Like, I need it, but I need it now. <laughs> because if I'm going to go against my family's decisions, because I mad respect them, then I need an answer. And I need a distinct, like, legitimate, like, 110% SL, you need to go. Because... This is not a, it wasn't a light decision for me. And um, we ended up going to a restaurant to eat. And I don't, we we're just, you know, talking or, you know, the four of them sat here and I sat kind of off. And then the fire alarm went off. So our food wasn't coming. So, you know, we're just kind of hanging out, and, you know. And then um, Christine and Grace, they turned to me and um, they're like, Estelle, are you okay? And I'm like, oh man, dang it. Don't answer, don't ask me that question. Because, you know, when you're trying not to cry and then they talk to you, and you're trying to, like, not cry. And I'm like, don't, I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, we'll just talk about it later. So I don't want to talk about it in a restaurant. But they're like, I don't know what happened. Like, we started, like, gravitating towards each other. And we started hugging. And then I just broke down. I'm like, oh, dang it. Now you just made me cry. <laughs> but then they started praying over me. And, um, oh, they started, but it's, anyways, they started praying over me. And then, you know, basically, God was like, you need to go, like, to their prayers. So um, I was like, okay. <laughs> so um, yeah, but I got that. I got that answer, and then you know later, like you know, God just kind of reaffirmed that I needed to go. And you know, I talked to my parents, and they weren't agreeable with me. But you know, as the days went on, they agreed. And um, I mean, God was just like, basically, His answer was, you know, Estelle, I got your family. I got your family with me. I got them in my arms. So. Um, you know, just go and do your thing. Go and do my thing for you because they're good. So, and I was like, okay, that's cool. I'll stay here then. <laughs> so um, after after they agreed with me, they started bombarding me with their prayer requests during my fast. So yeah, they definitely were on board. <laughs> but um, you know, basically, you know, I've been so blessed by what God has done for me here in Korea. Um, but you know, I know He's not done with me yet. You know, I definitely know he's not done with me because I'm going to Niagara. I'm going to China. Um, you know, I'm going to go wherever he wants me to go. So, you know, I'm going. And it definitely wasn't accidental that I ended up at Yonsei or I ended up here in Korea. Um, especially at this church, it wasn't accidental. Um, it was all planned. And so I'm so grateful that God has, you know, just done that for me and kind of just like hammered away at me and showed my stubbornness showed my stubbornness up um 
yeah, so I've been growing a lot while I've been here. But I guess the theme of my testimony, or if there has to be one, would be that, you know, just to expect the impossible and to have a lot of expectations because God will just show you up on all of them. And his love for you is so great, so unimaginable that, you know, he'll just definitely go over and way beyond all of them just for you. And um, I'm thankful for that. But thank you.